Welcome back, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz. Back here with Bassmaster Elite Series superstar Jason Christie. Welcome back, Jason. Hey, glad to be back. Hey, excellent, man. Hey, you spent a lot of time driving. I mean, you're you're on the road constantly uh, as a Bassmaster Elite Series touring pro. Uh, what's going on during driving? I mean, are are you doing preparation in your mind? for upcoming events is there creative visualization going on during the drive yeah that's uh you pretty much hit it dead on i mean i got a family that's really really busy and i really it's hard for me to think about a lake you know the pre-practicing for me is i don't do it i mean i i just don't have time i have too many things going on here so you know i'm at the house a day or two before i'm packing my boat i'm packing my truck uh but when I get in the truck to start driving, that's whenever I start, you know, going through scenarios and, and really thinking about it, uh, you know, what I think the lake's going to set up, you know, some, some areas or if I haven't been there, you know, just the time of year. But that's whenever I pull out, that's really whenever – that's when practice starts for me because I don't do a lot of, you know, online preparation or anything like that. Uh, you know, I pretty much do that. The entire time when I'm driving, yeah, I, I, that kind of that kind of that kind of gets me in the serious mode. Is the is the driving part of it? You get your game face on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my game face and my tired face, but yeah, it gets, <laughs> gets some kind of face on. Hey, uh, you know, you're you're home now. The Bassmaster Elite Series is pretty much done for the year. Uh, you, you love hunting. I know you've been out in the woods, but. Wendy, have you forgotten about fishing for a little bit? Do you kind of block it out of your mind? And and if so, when do you start thinking about it again? Man, it's weird because uh, I know, you know, people don't like to hear me say, uh, you know, he don't even think about fishing. But it's it's the truth. And, and I need that because, um, you know, there's been years in the past where, you know, I've fished through deer season. You know, we get a low pressure day and i'll go out fishing and and i just really really never have a break from it uh and now it's better for me to lay fishing aside for you know all i can i like to do it october november and december and then start back you know after christmas i'll fish a month or so around the house but usually what happens like right now i get in the tree and the last thing i'm thinking about fishing uh you know, I'm still working on finalizing some contracts and things like that, but really that's 15 minutes in a day's time. Uh, and what happens is about, you know, middle of November, the latter part of November, I really start, I start missing it, you know, and it gets me excited to go. And, you know, I'll, I'll still be in a deer stand, but I'll be making notes, you know, order tank baits, order this, order that, uh, get the boat wrapped. And, and pretty soon... I'm deer hunting, but I'm I'm not even thinking about deer hunting. I'm thinking about fishing, and I can't <laughs> wait to go. And and that gives me the you know the anticipation to really get excited about it again, and and to be fired up. And and uh, you know after Christmas, I I love fishing in the wintertime, and and uh, it's I mean it's some of the funnest days I have is that early January going out there fishing, and uh, because I haven't been doing it in three months, you know I. One of the things about deer hunting is we only get to do it, you know, two or two months out of the year. That's why everybody gets so excited about it. Fishing, we can do it 12 months out of the year. And, 
and uh, I pretty much do it nine. So uh, <laughs> it's really good for me to take a break and and get in the woods. And you know, it's to me, it's not about killing a bunch of deer. I mean, it's just getting out there and you know, going with the kids and sitting by yourself and and uh, you know, just that alone time. Yeah, it's good for you. It's good for the soul, man. It's the man good. in the woods. Yeah, it's good. It's good for the soul. Hey, Jason, let's play. Uh, let's play a little game here. We got a game we play on the Bass Buzz, and it, it's called Bass and Roulette. Okay, and uh, basically, what we we have six six questions, six questions in the chamber, and, and one of them is a loaded question. And I'm going to shoot something at you here, and you just kind of tell me the first thing that that pops to your mind. Okay. Good. Are you ready? Uh, first one: road food. Road food. Wendy's hamburger. Wendy's hamburger. What 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 are you getting on that? Loaded? Everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything on that yeah, hamburger hate, though. No yeah, cheese. I hate, I hate to eat that way on the on the road, but the only <laughs> just about the only hamburger that I'll eat on the road is a Wendy's or a Brown. So Is a Wendy's. Um, yeah. Excellent. Agony. Of defeat. The last year for me. <laughs> I can hit defeat. That's it. that's where that's where I was at with it. Um, wood clowns, wood clowns, wood clown. I don't even know what a wood clown is. Well, that that's wood clowns are these crazy clowns that are taking over the 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 United States. I, we had. Sw- oh, I'll, all I got to say is he better not come within fifty yards of my deer stand because I'll shoot him right in the guts, and yeah. we'll find him about two weeks later. <laughs> Gerald Swindle said the exact same thing, I think. That's what Swindle told us last week. He sure did. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he sure yeah. did. Dude, I don't mess around in the woods. I mean, there's you can scare people and stuff around the house, but you get in the woods and you don't mess with stuff like that. I mean, you can absolutely ruin somebody's life. Uh, I actually stepped on a copperhead coming out tonight, and I still... Oh, no. Uh, I'm walking around in my concrete shop looking for snakes, so <laughs> yeah. uh, you just don't mess around with stuff in the woods. No, no. That'll, that'll spook you. Uh Grass fisherman. Todd Faircloth. Todd Faircloth. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, and, I, and 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 I had to split that. That would have been a you know I, two names come to my head: Todd Faircloth and Greg Hackney. But uh, you know both of them deserve the same amount of respect. You know the utmost. And there's a, we have a bunch of them, but those are just two that come to mind. Sponsor hound. Sponsor hound. <laughs> oh, I can't even mention any names on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us generically. What's the definition of that? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that uh you know, I see that that I really don't like about our sport is is a lot of the, you know, the people that that do stuff for, you know, for a free, you know, spinnerbait or something like that uh and that, and we need i mean we actually it's it's kind of good because it it levels everybody out i mean as far as you know it lets these companies that can't afford it these smaller companies get their names out there um but man that's i shouldn't even answer that that that's uh that's a hard question to talk about <laughs> that, to me. That, that's a tough one backstrap backstrap uh yeah that's that's Top three favorite food for me, if not number one. Oh, I love love some backstrap. Love some backstrap. No yeah. doubt about it. Hey, uh, you know what? We we, we kind of talked about the about the uh, the reputation you have amongst your peers at the beginning of the uh, of the your segment here, and 
Um, I, I guess you could say that, you know, a lot of people might look at Jason Christie as an intimidator, and that's a great strategy as far as tournament fishing. Right. But what, what, what is Jason Christie afraid of? What are you afraid of, Jason? Um, well, in the sport, really, uh, really nothing. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of any person or, or any situation because to me, it's just, uh, it's just fishing. I mean, I'm still going to come home and, and, uh, you know, my kids and my wife are going to be there like they always are. And I think what I'm afraid of, uh, most of all is, is, where the sport is going to be in when I'm done, uh, 20 to 30 years. Um, that's what scares me because, uh, you know, I've fished the elites now, but whenever I'm on my deathbed, that's not what I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember those days when I was a kid and, you know, in my twenties, jumping out of bed to go fishing, fishing from daylight till dark. And, and, uh, that's what, that's what I'm going to remember. And, and, uh, I want that, you know, I want that to continue for as long as, you know, forever. And, and, uh, and I'm not saying that we're headed in a negative direction. I'm just saying that's what, I, that scares me, whether it happens in 10 years, 50 years, or 2000 years. I just, you know, I, I want everybody to have the same opportunity, you know, in the woods and on the water that I've had. Sure. Sure. I mean, in the, in the uncertain future, I guess is, is scary to just about every human. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. It's something we don't know about. Now, bass fishing has made a huge progression, uh, and, and in yeah. most part, you know, over, over the years. How, how many years have you been at this, Jason? How many years have you been fishing professionally? Ten plus? What do you got? Yeah, I think nine or ten. Okay. Uh, so since you've, nine or ten. since you've come in, bass fishing, even in ten years, has, has made a huge progression for the positive, but it also has made a, a, a regression for the negative. And in your opinion, what what do you think one of the things are that you would have rather not seen happen in professional bass fishing? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of another tough question. I, uh, you know, I came in in '08, and and I didn't know it at the time, but that was one of the roughest years uh, ever in bass fishing. That's when the economy came, we you know, crashed and all that kind sure. of nonsense, and. Um, you know, I really, I really just can't speak of anything that's, that's totally, that's totally negative. You know, I think on the business side of fishing, uh, everything's getting, you know, everybody's getting some more security and, 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 you know, things are looking up and, and, you know, it's headed in a positive direction, at least for me it is. And, uh, you know, negatively, I really just can't, I really can't put my finger on, uh, on one thing that that I just that I just dislike. I mean, you know, there's some things that you know, like you know, the driving, but that's just part of my job. I mean, yeah, of course, uh, that's just what I, I signed up for that nine or ten years ago. But <laughs> as far as the as far as the sport, I mean, I think we're doing good things. We're going to lakes that nobody's heard of, and and uh, you know, I mean, we're trying new things. I mean, we're trying different formats. We're you know, every year that I've fished the Elite Series, we're trying something new every year. And, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out, but most times it does. And, I, you know, to me that's kind of cool because it's not the same old thing every year. You know, we're we're doing something new, and, and uh, it kind of keeps you, 
keeps you excited and it keeps you young, you know. No, I I, I, I totally agree. And the, and the only thing, you know, and, and I'm right with you on this. The, the only thing, in my opinion, that I might see as beneficial as it might be, but the only negative factor from from as far as a competitive standpoint might be the advancement in electronics. I mean, a lot, a, it's made a lot of people that weren't necessarily as good a fisherman uh, better fishermen because of because right. of tech, technological progression. But it, you know, that's a that's a catch twenty two right there, definitely. definitely. Right. Well, and and when you whenever you said that. Uh, that's one of the negative things that, that just come to my mind. It's negative for me, but it's positive for the sport, and that's the amount of competition that's in our field now. I mean, it's changed since I started uh, fishing, and it's, you know, it's just since I came into the Elite Series, what, four or five years ago, man, it's getting uh, it's getting tougher, and it ain't going to get any better anytime soon. I mean, it's getting harder and harder every year to make the classic and it's getting harder and harder uh to win a tournament just because of you know the the bloodline coming out of these opens and stuff and and it's not just the kids everybody keeps saying well it's just it's these young kids it's not just the kids it's these guys that have fished and they're 35 and they're they're wanting to take a chance and they've won eight million tournaments you know regionally uh they just never had the opportunity and it's getting i mean our our sport is getting really, really uh, level and competitive. There, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Hey, tell us a uh, tell us a, a Jason Christie fishing story. Tell us a like a, oh. a memorable moment, or tell tell us a story. Uh, um, a story. One of my favorites, man. And I've told this, and and some of the fans that listen probably heard it. Is this happened? Uh, I don't know when I was a kid. Um, but my dad and I were fishing a local tournament. It was actually hosted by Jimmy Houston. He used to have a tournament every fall. And usually it takes like 14, 13, 14, 15 pounds with seven fish to win. Well, dude, I found the mother load. I mean, (laughs) uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I found like the biggest school of big fish ever. And, and, uh, (laughs) we pull out there and they're giving a, they're giving a chance for a truck on big bass. And I literally make a cast with uh, with a fat-free shed, and, and I hook one. It seemed like it was 275 yards out there, and, and it jumped. And I said, well, right here's your, right here's your big bash, you know. And, and we get it in, and he gets it in the net, and we're sitting there. You know, and my dad's pretty pretty quiet, just like me. I mean, we, you know, and he's excited, and I, I still remember how excited he was. Well, we're standing there looking at each other and looking at this 811 that's Whoa. in the net. And all of a sudden, I hear a fish jump. And I'm like, what? You know, it took me a second to realize, well, whenever he netted my fish, he dropped his rod and his plug is out there floating up. Well, he's got a six-pounder on the end <laughs> of his plug. And the eight-pounder is caught in the net. So, And the, and the six-pounder, the line is in the lower unit. So I go back there, get the line off the lower unit, hand rope this six-pounder in. And he nets it, and so we have an eight, eleven, and a six pounder in the net at the same time on a lake where it usually takes seven fish for thirteen or fourteen pounds to win. So, you know, it was just the scenario and how it happened, and and that happened with my dad, and and uh, I, I just, you know, that's one story that always comes to 
comes to mind whenever people ask me about. And you wonder, you wonder stories. why you're known as a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's recap. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Let's yeah. recap. Jason Christie, what makes you afraid? <laughs> on tour? N- nothing. Nothing. There it is. <laughs> I mean, that, that's. I, yeah. I stepped on a copperhead tonight. Badass written all over I, you, dude. I, I said I stepped on him. I, I actually went to step and he moved, and I don't think. Uh, I don't think I landed in. T- I mean, I you know I was high stepping, and uh, I'll say this: he's not going to scare anybody anymore. <laughs> so. That proves the point exactly. The consensus comes to life right there, right there. Uh, Ryan uh, Whitaker, you got a question yeah. for for Jason Christie? Hey, Jason Christie, um, I got a question about uh, the swim jigging thing. Uh, going back a couple okay. years, when you when you won that tournament throwing the swim jig, but it was not a traditional swim jig pattern. Or a swim jig retrieve. I've, uh, I'm so glad we got you on because I was, I was kind of confused about it. But you were throwing like a heavier, almost like a flipping style jig, correct? Yeah, and yeah. and and, and, and snapping a, uh, it. It's kind of a hybrid. I mean, it's uh, you can do either with it. I mean, it's the head style is a, it makes it a good flipping jig, and then also uh, a good swim jig. But uh, the thing that I thought was unique about it was that you were. It looked like you were fishing a swim jig with your rod tip up, and you were snapping that yep. thing constantly, popping it. right? Pop. Popping it the whole yep. time, right? Now, how do you? Yeah, that's something you, I, I can't that's do. Something it. I don't like talking about a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> but since the show came out, you know, here's the reason on that. Most most things that you see swim jig and guys are you know casting uh, big grass beds. Well, what I grew up throwing a swim jig, we had bands, you know, fifteen feet or so off of the bank of water willow and everything was you know you could make a long flip and hit the bank everything was bank oriented and uh you know on the river system that i live at it's pretty much a mud bottom and these fish don't relate to the bottom they even if they're in two foot they feed up i mean they come up to get stuff and i've just learned over the years and you know my uncles and my dad taught me uh you know you keep that jig up visible and whenever you get in those high percentage areas, then you can kind of pop it. And, and that's what I was doing at Dardanelle. Those fish did not want to bite. I mean, I was fishing around other guys. You had to make them bite. And it was almost like a jerk bait. You got it around that high percentage area and you popped it, uh, they would flush it. I mean, and they would have it in their throat. So uh, it's a combination of the things that I grew up fishing and making those fish bite. Do you have, a, do you have any kind of a trick? for how you're snapping that thing so fast i'm a drummer i like to think i should probably have pretty good rhythm with my hand yeah but i can't get that i can't keep that rhythm going you got any kind of trick (laughs) on how to keep that cadence going with that jig without your wrist wearing out every cast well it's just like a jerk bait i mean i've taken guys jerk bait fishing for a day and they say they can never you know it's they wore out and they can't they have to take off work for a week and all this kind of stuff and it doesn't even bother me it's just, i think i think you grow up doing it. i don't have any tricks i say just because you're a badass just keep it in your hand and yeah and then use rods that uh you know that don't kill you i mean you know use something that's lightweight and a falcon and uh, man i love i love fishing that way that's uh i mean i grew up and and you know 25 pound line and and uh you know and i and the reason that i keep that up is i like using a big jig uh mm-hmm. i swim a half ounce most of the time and and uh you know i can i can make a half ounce move a lot quicker on those snaps than you can 
you know, an eighth ounce. That's weird. People are going to say, how in the heck is that? Well, you rip an eighth ounce, it's going to come out of the water. It's right. going to, you know, it's going to move too much. That half ounce, I can really pop it and, and still keep it in the water and and uh, and make those fish bite. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, Thank that you. makes perfect sense. We we got we do a northern style swim jig in here, so we we need to try that, dude. Yeah, we'll, we just burn it. Yeah, we'll probably and wreck. It stopped working. It. We'll some probably point. wreck. I don't know what's going on? Hey, Jason, anything? Yeah, you, well, you can't you can't burn it where I fish at. I mean, you got to literally like feather it through the lanes and through the grass beds and stuff. Finesse swim jigging. Yep. <laughs> hey, Jason, yep. anything you want to say to your your fans or your sponsors before you head out, buddy? No, I mean it's. Uh, I appreciate everybody. I mean the you know the fans and the sponsors. Um, you know it's 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 cool to be driving home from an event that you finish first or second in and get all the texts. Uh, but it's even more cool than that when you're driving home and you finish ninetieth and you get the same amount of texts. Uh, that tells me that those fans and friends and sponsors are behind me whether I catch a bass or not, and that's really important to me. That That's awesome. awesome, and you are blessed, man, and don't forget you are a bass fishing badass, no matter what you might think. Uh, we, we we wish you the best of luck in the in the upcoming season, and and, and best of luck and, and good times in the woods, man. I appreciate it. You guys have a good night. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, this is Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz. We'll be back with our buddy Billy McDonald from Greenwood, Indiana, FLW Tour Pro.